On this episode, we're going to talk about how to think about what you want in the second half of your life, why you need to know what it is that you want, and what's scary about knowing it. Welcome to Not Your Mama's Midlife Podcast with Stephanie Lee. On this show, we're going to talk about what it means to be a late Gen X or early millennial woman dipping her toes into midlife. I'm talking specifically to the woman who sees this stage of life as an opportunity to reflect on her life to date and to begin the second half with intentionality and purposefulness, whatever that may mean to her. Hello. Welcome to episode 11 of Not Your Mama's Midlife Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie. Thank you so much for the ratings and reviews. It is such a big help to get the podcast in front of people who otherwise wouldn't come across it. And it lets Apple Podcasts know that it's worth recommending to people who enjoy similar shows. If you're enjoying this podcast and think it would be beneficial to others, please do take a minute to rate a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the way people who are not in my orbit find out about the show and have it offered up to them as a suggestion. I would be very, very grateful if you'd take the time to rate and review the show. And I've told you I'm going back through a back catalog of podcasts I've listened to and paying my dues, not only by rating and reviewing them, but also by mentioning them on the podcast. So I have a little obsession with van life. For those of you who aren't familiar with the term, there's a community of individuals who choose to either live or vacation in converted vans of various sizes and levels of amenities. Some do it full time, some vacation this way. It's basically like a tiny house on wheels. And I've developed a slight obsession with van life, basically from afar and with no doubt romantic notions about what it would actually be like to live in a van But I love the idea of having so much less stuff and so much freedom and waking up in gorgeous places. Somehow, the algorithms in Facebook, I believe, served me up a recommendation for the Jits Into the Sunset podcast, and I started listening to it. This podcast is produced by Tanya and Adam, a couple from the UK who have lived in a late 90s converted van together and traveled Europe for the last three years. The van's name is Jitters, and its nickname is Jits, hence Jits into the sunset. Their podcast provides a window into van life for the uninitiated and the van curious. It's pretty new, so it's easy to catch up, maybe like 13 to 15 episodes by the time this airs. It's super fun, and they seem like a lovely couple. They just started podcasting, but they actually have a wildly successful YouTube channel of the same name. So I reviewed their podcast this week and would suggest you check it out. And to help you out with writing and reviewing podcasts, this one, others you might like as well, I have a quick YouTube video on my site that will show you visually how to find, subscribe, rate and review a podcast on Apple Podcasts. It's available at stephanieleecoaching.com forward slash podcast, and there will be a link in the show notes. So what's going on with me? My husband and I just got back from Florida, where we spent a long weekend with his family, specifically his first cousins. There were three siblings who each had two kids, 
My mother-in-law was one of the siblings and was the first to pass in 2020. Now the next generation has decided it's worthwhile to get together as a cohort, and this is the first time that we've done it. Everyone's married. A couple have kids. We really had a great time. It was a pleasure to hear how everyone's doing in their lives and what they're thinking now and what's important to them. And there's this dichotomy, right? Of all of the cousins getting together and having grown up together and still feeling like kids in many ways. And then you look around and you realize just how much of our lives have already been lived. Marriages and children and careers. There's been so much growth and development and change in the group. And I can't help but wonder how everyone will continue to grow and change. What's important now that will be much less so in another 10 years? So if any of the cousins are listening, it was a great weekend and we enjoyed seeing you and can't wait to do it again next year. So today, we're going to talk about what I'm actually talking about when I refer to what you want for the second half of your life. I've been using this phrase on the podcast so far, and some of you have wondered aloud to me exactly what I'm talking about, what that means. We're also going to discuss why you would want to know what you want for the second half of your life and some of the reasons why you might be hesitant to get clear on the things that you want. I have been someone who really struggles with the where do you want to be in five years question in interviews. It always felt to me like complete conjecture, because how should I know what will happen in five years and what opportunities will be available to me and what won't? So given that I have never felt equipped to plan for the next five years, what do I mean by what you want for the second half of your life? Is this like some kind of vision board or a cosmic shopping list? And I think I'm going to need shorthand for this, so maybe like hashtag second half goals. Like so many other things that we talk about, you get to decide what it means for you, how to make this phrase serve you well. But I'll tell you a bit about what's in my head when I use this phrase, when I talk about it, and what I want for the second half of my life. Both domains to consider and some examples of what it looks like for me. So how I want to live. And by that, I mean what I want my day-to-day life to be like, how I want to spend my time kind of routinely. Also, there are things that I want to do that I haven't done yet. Experiences that I want to have, places that I want to visit. Maybe this is where the van life experience fits in. I would love to do a running vacation. There are these great national park races. There could be hobbies I want to try. Could be some kind of one-off experience. Maybe when I think about what I want for the second half of my life, it's how I want to grow and change. So for me, part of this is this podcast and showing up boldly and authentically and basically opening this part of me up for all of my various communities to see. Being wholly me in all of the various places. Maybe it's goals that I have. Being able to run long distance races, write a novel, or ways that I want to set myself up for my later years. The fairly obvious bit of this is usually planning financially for retirement, but I actually mean planning for my physical health and vitality and mental health too. Doing the things that I need to do to be as healthy as possible for as long as possible. 
And then there are intangibles that I want to have. Maybe these are relationships, friendships, a great marriage, a fabulous sex life. Values that I want to live into. Freedom, courage, possibility. Maybe it's actually things I don't want more of. People-pleasing. Buffering away my time. Living on default. Feeling stuck. Not believing that I could change my life if you want to. And you know that cosmic shopping list I referred to earlier? Maybe there are some things that you just want, like a red car, a home with a view of the water or mountains, just things that are kind of on your wish list. Those are fine too. There are also things that you already have that you also want for the second half of your life. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that next week. In future episodes, we'll talk about how to think more clearly about each of these areas, really, and think about what it is you want for the second half of your life. But for this episode, I'd really like to talk about the why. I talked in episode three about one catalyst of this for me, and that was the passing of my mother-in-law very abruptly, right when she was about to retire. And you may remember that I had two significant takeaways from this experience. My way of being in the world has very much been a work hard so you can play later, do your homework first kind of mentality. And it's something that I see that has actually some significant drawbacks because it's based on the assumption that we're going to live well and healthy into old age. And how many of us know people who assumed that would be the truth for them and it just simply hasn't been? The second takeaway that I had for me looking at her situation was how much she looked forward to the things that she wanted to do in and with her retirement and how much that enriched her life in the present, even though she ultimately never had the opportunity to do those things. So why do you want to know what you want for the second half of your life? Because perhaps the whole point of this show is that so many people don't actually give it any thought. They keep living the lives that they're living each day and life just continues to happen. And if they are satisfied with this, great. But for me and for you, because if you're listening, you're likely the same way. You want to be the storyteller in your life and the main character and not play a supporting role. So why should you want to know what you want? Well, it allows you to make choices in support of your real desires and not just your desires in the moment. In the absence of a goal, there's really no reason to delay gratification. It's hard to motivate yourself to save money just because you should when faced with the prospect of a splurge. But if you're saving for an emergency fund or a down payment or a vacation, suddenly there's a choice to be made. But these choices might actually be between two jobs or careers, two different partners, living in two different locations, or living two different lifestyles altogether. Or they might be more subtle, such as whether to spend $150 or bank it towards a more important to you goal. But it allows you to have that choice to be made. It also allows you to be intentional. It's hard to make it somewhere if you don't know where you're going. It gives meaning to the journey. 
another reason you might want to know what it is that you want for the second half of your life is because having some things at 70 or 80 or 90 years of age means building a foundation for them now. And I'm talking about physical, mental, cognitive, emotional health. If we want to be strong, healthy senior adults with sharp minds, now is the time that we build that. The choices that we make right now determine that. I want to recognize that and make decisions in support of those goals. It's also helpful because we do have to decide what things we ultimately want to do that we won't do. There is a limited amount of time and we will need to make the choices about things that are really important to us and things that we can let go. But we won't make those decisions purposefully if we don't even realize that they're there to be made. We may also want to know what it is we want for the second halves of our lives because we don't want to face retirement and wonder what the hell we're going to do with all that time. And because we want things and experiences in the short, mid, and long term of the rest of our lives to look forward to. Also, because life has seasons, and we can plan for those. There may be things that you want to do when your kids are out of the house, but your kids are young now. So how can you look forward to those things? How might looking forward to them actually enrich the experience? What can you do now that is perhaps towards the goal? Is there another way to experience it? It's a very different thing to say, I can't do this right now because I have kids, than it is to say, when my kids are grown, I can't wait to do this thing. We also want to know what we want for the second half of our lives because our thoughts create our results. What we are thinking determines how we show up, how we feel, and what actions those feelings fuel. The actions we take determine our results. So how I think about what I want for the second half of my life has real concrete impact on what happens in the second half of my life. I want to be intentional about what I'm thinking and about what that creates. So those are just a few reasons that came to me as I was thinking about why we might want to know what we want for the second half of our lives. But I suspect some of you are feeling all kinds of resistance right now. Your brains might be saying, "Uh uh-oh, nope, nope, no, not going there. So why might that be? Why wouldn't you want to know what you want? I think there are some good reasons. You may be afraid of what you'll have to exclude. Ultimately, we choose to do some things and not others. Or things will happen and we'll go in one direction or another. And maybe you'd prefer just to make those choices in the moment and not ask yourself to wrestle with them up front. You may be afraid that what you want would blow your life up. And maybe it will. And maybe it will be the best thing that ever happened to you. Or maybe you will look it in the face, whatever it is, and decide that what you actually want more than the thing is not to blow up your life. You have other higher priorities. And you'll choose to continue doing what you're doing. And you'll like your reasons 
from making that choice. Or perhaps you'll figure out that it's not actually an either or. Maybe there's a spectrum of options available. Another reason you might not want to think about what you want for the second half of your life is it may be hard to put your desires first, even in your own mind. You are so accustomed to putting a spouse's needs, kids' needs, parents' needs, even your employer's needs ahead of your own. It just feels totally strange and maybe even wrong to think about prioritizing your own needs. It's uncomfortable for you and it might upset them and that will also be uncomfortable for you. Maybe you don't want to face the reality that you want things that are different from what other people you want to grow old with want. Not unlike what I said above about being afraid that you may want to blow up your life, this supposes that it's an either or, that whatever it is that you might want doesn't exist on a spectrum. And further, it assumes that if you allow yourself to truly want something, you might follow it like a Pied Piper. But you can want things that are in contradiction to one another and choose one of them. And again, choose to like your reasons for your decision and to have your own back with that decision. You don't think you should be focused on what you want. Not only is it hard to put your needs or wants first, you're pretty sure it's actually the mark of a bad person or at least a selfish person. Life isn't about what we want. And I'm going to say this, when we say things like life isn't about what we want, in many cases, we are actually then living in reaction to what other people who are less concerned about being selfish want, or living in reaction to the events that happen in our lives and with the people around us. You can know what you want and choose to sacrifice that for someone else or for a group of people. If you don't know what you want, and you don't ever voice it out loud to the people in your lives, you never give them the opportunity to show up for you in that way. You may also think it's simply not time for what you want. You're not in that season. You'll think about it when it's time. So in the case of physical, mental, emotional well-being and later life, which I talked about, thinking about it when it's time for it is actually too late. The time to plan to be in good health when we're 70 or 80 years old is right now. And as I've said in previous episodes, you have the greatest ownership stake in your well-being. It's up to you to take care of it. So I'm making the argument for you here today that it is worth knowing. It's worth knowing what you want for the second half of your life. But it is not without discomfort. What is really worth having, though, that doesn't involve discomfort? We tend to think that discomfort is a sign of danger, that we should back away. But I would ask you to consider discomfort as a sign of growth, growing pains. So why do you want to get clear about what you want for the second half of your life? Not why do you want what you want? But that's also an important question. But why do you want to get clarity about what you want for the second half of your life? Why is it worth the potential discomfort? For me, 
I don't ever want to feel like my life is happening to me again. I love the feeling of moving towards something, a goal, a dream. I want to grow, and I love being able to see how I've grown. I love planning for a future with my spouse that involves us growing together and planning together for something new. I want to bring others along with me. Why, again, I would ask you, why do you want to get clear about what you want for the second half of your life? Maybe you can borrow some of my reasons. Maybe you have reasons all of your own. Today, we've talked about what it is to want for the second half of your life. What I'm now going to call second half goals. I shared some reasons why you should want to know and get clarity around what it is that you want, as well as some reasons why it's kind of scary. I asked you to consider why you specifically want to know what you want for the second half of your life. So I'd love to hear from you. Find me on Instagram at Stephanie Lee Coaching and let me know why you want to know what you want for the second half of your life. While you're at it, go to stephanieleecoaching.com forward slash episode 11 and find not only the show notes for this episode, but a link to a worksheet with some questions that you could use to apply what we've talked about in your own life. Use them as journal prompts, read them before taking a walk, give them some thought, fill it out as a worksheet. That's stephanieleecoaching.com forward slash episode 11. The link is in the description of whatever app you're listening or watching in. And thank you for sticking with me through episode 11 of Not Your Mama's Midlife Podcast. I do hope that you will join me back here on your favorite podcast player or YouTube, wherever you listen, please do like and subscribe. Tell your friends. If you're enjoying it, leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts to help others find the show. Have a great week. And I can't wait to chat with you again soon. Bye.